All right. Hello and welcome. Um, this is a sub podcast of we'll get to that, um, but it's going to be featuring Colin Hello. on a regular basis. Here he is. Um, and it's uh, it's about cryptocurrency. We don't have a title for it yet. Still, yeah, still, sh- still shopping. Yeah, we're still, still shopping, shopping the aisles. Yeah. Um, Emma is away, so uh, she will she will not be in this one, but she will be in future episodes for sure. Uh, much to her chagrin, because she mm-hmm. doesn't she doesn't want to talk about cryptocurrency because she doesn't think she knows anything about it. But to be honest with you, folks, uh, you know what does anybody know about cryptocurrency? Mm question for our times a question for our times and i'm gonna turn myself up just a little how about there okay and i hit the mic of course um so today we're kind of going to just be talking about what is cryptocurrency what are non-fungible tokens um why are why are they i don't know if we're gonna have time to get into why are they bad what do you think colin I mean, I feel like that's a part of the essence of them. You know, you really can't talk about what they are, you know, without just, you know, talk in many ways, you know, that being the same conversation about why is this kind of silly or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Well, yeah, we can talk about why, you know, why is it silly should hopefully be apparent to, to the listener just after we explain what it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I mean, me, me and my brother had a long conversation today about, like, what kind of person uh, buys a coin, a crypto coin, or, like, what kind of person, is it, but it's the same kind of person who buys, like, you know, five shares of Tesla stock, I think. Sure. Yeah, and like we'll, uh, re- retail traders and, yeah, you know, hobbyist yeah. investor type. Yeah. And we'll, we'll get into this for sure. Um but first, we got to talk about what it is. What mm-hmm. is cryptocurrency? Mm-hmm. Cryptocurrency. What is? Let's see. What's the most concise way? I mean, does do we take for granted that people know what peer to peer network is? I mean, I don't think so, right? So, like peer to peer. Yeah. I mean, peer- that's. We should start right. I should start right away by saying, um, how did I personally learn about Bitcoin? The Pirate Bay. <laughs> right. <laughs> So it's, uh, you know, they knew who to sell it to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it's fun. so I, I, you know, I mean, I've read about it. I've, I've read about, like, blockchain and crypto stuff. Because, like, I mean, that's my whole thing, right? It's, like, blockchain technology is not without its, you know, without its interesting parts and without its applications. But, you know, when we start talking about, uh, when we start talking about using it as a currency and what, you know, what cryptocurrencies have become in the like I don't know ten years uh, that this has been a, a developing situation. Then you know it's like it's uh, gets a lot more compromised. Maybe is the word. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean compromised. Um, yeah, I mean it's not like problems arose later though. But I mean basically. Bitcoin was the first cryptocurrency. The, the end goal of a cryptocurrency for people who have just have no idea whatsoever. Like, what is money? 
well in the ye olden days uh, someone decided that you know a valuable metal should represent uh, value and be an easier way to make trades right you trade your work for something else you trade the work you put in in the field to harvest some wheat trade that wheat for some pork you eat the pork i don't know um and and you know basically trade was complicated because eventually we started having people who uh you know were doing services and services don't create a product that you can trade so instead uh coins and whatnot were created right um fast forward thousands of years uh you know, somebody's like, oh, I'm, t- I'm tired of, you know, every bill has a serial number on it. Every credit card transaction is trackable and subpoenaable. Um, you know, we deserve privacy. How do we achieve it? Hence, they felt the need to create something new. Colin, what do you What's think? up? I mean, tell me if you like, disagree. Yeah. No, no. I mean, I feel like that's one of the most interesting parts to me, right? And one of the most, like, sort of almost early early places where cryptocurrency yeah. went off, you know, off book or, off, you know, off the original vision. vision. Um, right. Because, you know, I mean, so like blockchain, it's, it's, it's basically, it's a group of computers that are all running this program at the same time networked, right? They can be in the same room. They can be across the country as long as they've got internet connections, but right. they're, they're networked into each other. And what it means when they're participating in, in a blockchain you know, peer-to-peer blockchain network together means that they're essentially like what they are, the data that they are sharing peer-to-peer is a log. Like that's what blockchain is rather than being a song or a movie that I'm downloading from my peer-to-peer, you know, piracy network. Um, This is just, this is a shared log that the idea of it being peer-to-peer is that it's decentralized, it's redundant, all the, you know, all the normal, advantages of peer-to-peer networking peer-to-peer hosting Mm -hmm. um but you've got basically a running log of you know whatever you want it can be uh it can be accounting um it can be computer events and you know it can be it can be anything that you would need um uh anything that you need accounting for right 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 um anything that you need logging for auditing for um, and so the idea is, if you are participating in this in this particular network, this particular blockchain, that um, you know they're the serial numbers for these currencies are what's are what's shared amongst that what's shared amongst that network, right? And they create new they they basically coin new serial numbers into this by solving arbitrary you know, arbitrary math problems, arbitrary cryptographic problems. That's where it gets its name from, right. cryptocurrency. It's not really, there's not really anything else crypto about, well, <laughs> I can make some jokes about <laughs> it's, it's, it's crypto something or another, but, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's where it gets its name from is, is from the cryptographic like uh, equations that it's, that it's working on to basically create arbitrary new serial numbers. Yeah. And that's the thing to me, right? Is that these serial numbers are, 
are they're arbitrary. Like you could, you know, the work that is done in mining a Bitcoin, the work is, that is done in having your computer solve this arbitrary equation to come up with a ser new serial number could just be literally a random number generator, you know, as far as what what's actually being created, you know, yes. what what's actually connecting the blockchain to this as a currency. It's just that the serial number that represents a given coin is stored on this blockchain network among, you know, what's now, like, I'm sure, hundreds of thousands of machines, if not millions. Right, right. Um, or endpoints is, is, I guess, more accurate. So, um, so, so that's sort of the thing to me, and maybe that got a little bit wordy or, or in the weeds, but, but that is sort of one of the things that, that struck me as really interesting when Silk Road was taking off and Bitcoin was initially, you know, had this reputation as being used for uh, like black market, illicit, yeah. you know, um, sorts of sorts of exchanges, because it's like, wait a second, like, isn't the whole idea that this, you know, these, these current, these transactions are stored on a, on a shared log, right? On a peer to peer right. log that's more or less, you know, it, it may be encrypted in different ways or, or protected in different ways, but more or less, if you're participating in this blockchain, you see where those Bitcoins are, right? You see right. the list of what wallets they've been transferred to and stuff like that. Well, and so that was, I, I was going to say, I have, I have great news for people though. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Uh, Bitcoin and, and cryptocurrency, it was untrackable from 2009 to 2014. So if, if you can go get in a time machine, <laughs> <laughs> then, uh, you know, you're you're in, you're made in the shade. But I mean, at the end of the day, it was only untrackable because nobody knew what it was yet. Exactly. Exactly. It wasn't untrackable because of anything inherently, um, you know, safe or you know, anything, anything about the, the currency that itself was like deserialized or automatically laundered. Mm -hmm. It's just, an, it wasn't on anyone's radar yet. Yeah. Like law enforcement, financial regulations, nobody knew, nobody really knew how to take this back apart. And I mean, really once they did, that's when, you know, that's part, partly when Silk Road fell apart. Right. I mean, right. Well, I, that's not the, that's not the whole story, but you know, Silk Road's model was not sustainable partly because, the ways it relied on Bitcoin were not as not as uh, obscured as they were hoping, right. and that sort of is the that's the the other thing that I feel like you can't you can't really you can't really talk about the the um, what's the word the using it as a shadow currency it's it's it's, it's not as, anonymous yeah. because it it um early on like and that's that's the thing that was another another thing that sort of frustrated me about bitcoin the vision versus like bitcoin what happened immediately is you know it's meant to be this decentralized uh system where your wallet is your bank you know essentially like yeah. whether you're storing your wallet on your computer or on some external drive or external device you know you have that money um it's it's it physically resides with you and almost immediately what happened is that was too big of a technical barrier for, for lay people. I mean, I think you and I, you know, being IT professionals and people who monkey around with computers and, and scripts and stuff uh, for a living, you know, we, we could probably figure that out. And I think a lot of our colleagues could too, but you know, you know, we're pretty high up and, you know, we're in a pretty high percentile compared to how most people use computers. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, most people can't even tell you what a Bitcoin is to be honest. 
Right. And so the barrier to entry to actually using it as a currency and holding it yourself in, in a wallet that you owned in the way it was originally meant, the barrier to entry to that was so high that yeah. a lot of people weren't really engaging with it that way. Um, you know, they wanted to get into it, but then it's like, wait, I have to do what with an external weight? I have to do what? Um, and that's where these exchanges came in, right? right. And they came in early. Um, and, you know, they basically, you know, they recreated in the in the very early in the lifespan of Bitcoin, they recreated banks, they recreated centralization, they recreated you know the middleman that Bitcoin was supposed to free you from, um, and so you know that to me is one of the most like telling things about the whole just the whole phenomenon is how untrue to itself it is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, it's yeah. meant to be, it's meant to be transparent and trackable and peer accountable. And people thought they were, you know, people thought it was, you know, something to be used for black markets and secrecy. Um, I mean, on a, on a technical level, it's not like it's impossible to make a currency that would be untrackable and could be accountable to itself like you could literally give me a digital coin you could i mean it, mm -hmm. it'd just be a unique cryptographic key mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and but yet then, they chose not to do it that way hmm. yeah well i mean it's because it was I, I think i mean i think it's it's meant to be accountable in in some ways i mean it's a mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I mean, I guess, you know, that's, there's, there's a certain, there's a certain threshold too in this conversation where you get to like, what is the, what is even the value? What is the virtue of yeah. a, of a decentralized currency? And I mean, to me, there's really not one, you know what I mean? Like I, I'm someone who kind of believes in, I mean, maybe this is a radical political belief. I don't know, but I sort of believe that like <laughs> money is the state and the state is money. And without a state giving currency value you might as well collect bullets bullets and beans you know what i mean like yeah. if you want currency that has hard hard value right well it's like uh, and let's 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 hit them hard i'm sorry um <laughs> these are these are just beans these are these are dried beans i mean at the end of the they're day they're not even that useful they're not that they're useful. not even that useful actually they're they're more like chunks of well plastic is even useful mm -hmm. it's, it's more like steaming hot diapers okay <laughs> you have you know five steaming hot diapers and the reason that they have value is because there are millions of people who tell you they have value believe me they have value and it's like if you have that many people screaming then the price of bitcoin today becomes forty five thousand one hundred fifty nine so that's how many people are screaming that it's valuable and i'm curious i'm curious how many and i don't know if this is something that's easily accessible on the on the exchange pages or not like how many bitcoins there actually are in circulation that are each worth that that dollar amount oh don't worry it's a suggested search hmm. um about 18.78 million bitcoins have been mined so far meaning 83 percent of all bitcoin that will ever come into existence have already been brought into circulation that leaves a little over 2 million left to be mined and that was in 2021 august so hmm. it was last month and i mean to, you know they'll be they'll that's not any sort of crisis for the people running no bitcoin. they'll yeah. just start a new a new fork exactly, they'll just, exactly. They'll just add us add some prefix and start a whole new round of 10 million serials to, the, to unlock i mean the good news is um you know actually i'm not even gonna say this because i refuse to encourage anyone to buy this shit sorry <laughs> um 
Can we talk about portrayal in the press briefly? Oh, definitely. I mean, that's a key. That's a huge part of it, right? Yeah, because. Uh, but I you... think well, one thing we didn't you mentioned. Oh no no no! Yeah, hit me with this. You, you mentioned though, and I think it's worth like expanding a little bit, even if we don't go all the way into it. Is you know what what gives Bitcoin its value? Why is this even what? How is this? How does this go from being a log on? on five people's computers to being a currency to be except that's the other part too right because we're we're caught up in the we're caught up in the obfuscation and this is this also is important in the media conversation of the space between bitcoin as a currency and bitcoin as a financial market right yeah because those are also sort of two different things right and bitcoin has has gone fully fully down the road of being a financial market like there's no there's there's so little traction and actually like uh, having this as an accessible currency you know that's, right, that's, yeah. that anybody is ever going to be using to buy their groceries with um, exactly silk so road is gone mm-hmm. Um, so the idea of, of of Bitcoin as a currency, nobody really, nobody's really making any strides towards, you know, governments using Bitcoin or supermarkets or Walmart or or, or broke ass people using Bitcoin. It's it's a financial market, and I think that's part yeah. of the obfuscation as well, because we can, you know, a lot of what I was blabbing about earlier on is 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 about Bitcoin as a currency and the idea right, right. the idea of Bitcoin as a currency. Whereas now we're looking at this place where the whole, you know we're at this place where the whole idea is like, oh, it's worth this much, and you buy into it hoping your investment will go up, and it's like, oh yeah. shit, that's not even a that's not currency anymore. That's a that's just exactly. a financial market. We're it's we're in a post Bitcoin world. I mean, the 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 state treasury department. I mean, the the uh, the federal the Federal Reserve took one look at it and said, "All right, that's capital gains. Buy." <laughs> like, like they don't. No one takes it seriously, and because no one takes it seriously, and it has no physical backing, it will never be a real currency. It will always be an investment option. Mm-hmm. But it's not even a good one, and we'll talk about that later too. <laughs> right, right. And so, and so, yeah, you know, you've got this pile of, say, so, you know, like somebody reads this white paper from Satoshi about Bitcoin, and they put together a network and they mine up a few bitcoins. Like, how do you go from that to like Tesla's taking it and it's worth forty-five grand or whatever? Well, then it's they like... suspend it, though. I thought. Oh, did they? I don't know. I, I don't think they. Anyways. Let me see. I don't think they take it. <laughs> there was a joke in there. <laughs> well, yeah, I know. But I'm just, um, I'm just curious. Let me see. And yeah, uh, it's just, it's because the, 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 the big tech bros with the Winklevosses and then a couple of it, you know, of course, of course, Musk, and then they a few accepted other na- it for two months. Wow. Okay. March and April of of this year, and yeah, now then go. it's too. Yeah, and that's because it's too volatile, which is yeah. a major you know, thing. To, to talk about as well but but yeah this this thing only has value because it's like okay well here's a pile of here, here's a pile of five rocks yeah. <laughs> you know, represented by these serial numbers hey elon musk will you buy you know we spent 20 billion dollars on one of these rocks and then you know these other guys together so that together it's all you know this pile of rocks is worth a hundred billion dollars it only has value because they because people put u.s currency into it to begin with you mean I don't even get to own the rock? Not Pre- really preview what? of NFTs later. <laughs> this may be a bad analogy. I don't know. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was making a direct re- oh, reference right. to when we talk about NFTs later. Right. I don't even get to own the rock? <laughs> <laughs> or sorry, I don't get to have the rock? <laughs> right. No, that's a picture of a rock. 
It's a picture you of get the first. You get the first one, though. Everybody else can still have one, but you got the first one. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. And, and I mean, I think that's so. That's the key, though. I think, like, because this is this is really, I think, the the pivot. Or no, what's the the, the the fulcrum of the whole conversation, right? Is so you know the difference between talking about the ins and outs of how it works, and then talking about this like financial market and what people think about it is that idea that these billionaires you know they they basically paid into it to mm-hmm. create a commodity out of it exactly and and now you know everybody who is because there's no actual good or service being provided um this isn't uh you know this isn't like if i buy stock in you know and i mean a, a sketchy analogy perhaps because all financial markets are a little bit <laughs> a little bit uh shady at this point but the yeah. theory the theory being if i invest five dollars in apple and apple uses that five dollars to make a whole bunch of new phones and they you know people buy those phones that's that's created a product that's created a value my five dollars is now worth ten dollars because apple you know created a service with it um whereas bitcoin you know there's nothing nothing's coming into existence no service is being done the only thing that is inflating the value of bitcoin is not a service being provided not a good being created but just people buying in just people continuing to buy in now it's true you could say oh well also people mining the coins and it's like oh yeah okay yeah. Uh, people, people mining the coins are creating value too they're expanding the pool yeah. um you know they're actually driving the value down right as as bitcoin is created it goes down a little bit and then somebody buys stuff and it goes back up so um so yeah it's like uh the only way that this is actually increasing in value is by people continuing to buy it. And that's where it that's exactly. where it comes into exactly. like, okay, well, this is just, this is just a pyramid scheme. Like yeah. this is, this doesn't have any value except that I, I buy in and everybody who comes after me, who buys in increases my wealth. And then at the time that I choose to cash out because I want to buy a car, I want to buy a yacht. I basically screw everybody who is in behind me. You know, I, I, I devalue their stuff in a way that they can't, they don't have any control over. Yeah. Well, um, you, you made something interesting for me. So I'm, I'm looking at a graph of Bitcoins purchased per month since 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not that many. Mm-hmm. It's pretty fascinating. It hovers between 181,000. It was at a height of 383, three, yeah, 383,000 in November of 2017. 363,000 was the last high number in March 2021. So that's that's why the value that that drives the value, right? That's why the value was low in April of 2018, that's why the value was high in 2021. I mean, it's exactly yeah. what you're saying. It, it's driven by purchase. And and it's why and it's why it's such a cult of personality. Yes. I mean, maybe cult of personality is the wrong word. Not no, um, yeah, it's a, but it's why it's such a um, I don't, I, I don't want to misuse the word cult, but, um, you know, there's, there's such a rally, there's such thought warfare, right. Yeah. Around, well, I mean, around, oh, you should buy the. Yeah. Let's, I mean, let's connect it to the stock market a little bit, mm. right. Cause there's, you can say it's a cult. I mean, there's stock cults. Sure. Sure. There's well, I mean, the game stock stock, cults, right? yeah. I mean, you yeah. look at, you look at some of the stuff that stretched back from the Reagan era, right. Where it's like, mm-hmm. 
where it's like, oh my god, the regulations are gone, we can do whatever we want. And you had uh, the Wolf of Wall Street with the penny stocks. <laughs> right, right. And you had uh, you had people trading, you know, degrade loans around like they're mm-hmm. going to turn into something amazing someday. And it's mm-hmm. there's there's it's not like this hasn't been done before. Mm-hmm. But it's all in the perception, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's the thing is, I feel like that in some ways, this is so much more straightforward of a graft than mm-hmm. a lot of what's going on in the stock market. And and I do think that like that absolutely contributes to it. Like the you know the penny stocks, the the real you know I I don't I don't have a great grasp around the you know what goes into the whole shorts and futures market, right? But that's where that's yeah. stuff where well, like that- is this. That's the thing. No one does, right? So that's right. why when 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 they made the big short, it was mm-hmm. oh my god, they did that. They're geniuses. Mm-hmm. I could do that too, though. I mean, the stock market's not that hard. It's like no dumbass. They have MBAs. Mm-hmm. They've worked for fucking Goldman Sachs, Northwest. They know the ins and outs. Well, it's also some of a lot of that stuff is being in the room, having yes. the audacity to pull off a graft, and then when you're called on it, your lawyers make sure that you're on the right side of history lawyers exactly your your lawyers you know the the regulation lines get get drawn as a result of what you did (laughs) i guess guess what i'm trying to say is let's let's be clear here people the big short people are not heroes (laughs) right well and that's the thing too right is i I think the two things feed into this right Is, is one like yeah just general like people there is a lack of understanding there is a lack of education around the stock market and around financial markets and i'm no expert around it but you know i generally i i go by the rule of uh, equivalent exchange you know like there ain't a free lunch there's 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 no such thing as something for nothing there's no such thing as a free lunch like your money's coming from somewhere it's going somewhere like you know just don't try to get tempted by these like by these good deals you know by these like deals that seem good too good to be true because it's like there are tried and true ways to to grow your money if you're interested in investing and growing your money and like so so all these sort of gray area schemes are like Um, but that contributes to people's lack of understanding and the idea that the stock market is this like, oh, you know, it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be right. Like I want to, I want to invest in Apple. I pay money into Apple. Their, their holdings go up by a certain ratio based on their successes. And my, you know, my share of that goes up by the same ratio. Well, Um, that shouldn't be, yeah, that shouldn't be black magic. That should be, um, you know anyways i don't want to go off on no, some no, yeah, old yeah, man yeah, rant yeah. about how the stock market no, I, should be more straightforward yeah. well However, I, I just wanted to i wanted to drive us into the stock market a little just mm-hmm, so people mm-hmm. can't be oh well what about you can't criticize bitcoin because people have been doing that for decades like well yeah and they've still been stupid mm-hmm. and and i think you know the 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 structure of the stock market and the uh the, the basis this you know what the what the um, supposed framework of the stock market is has has caused people you know they've done some weird there's been some weird shady uh, stuff you know weird shady oh, yeah. graft going on but yeah. for the most part they've had to work around these rules yeah, these I regulations mean, um, and I mean, Bitcoin is just amazingly straightforward <laughs> in terms of how it takes yeah. people's money but it but it boggles people's minds right because it has to do with computers mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and let me let me let me uh let me take us back one more time let me let me <laughs> um ladies and gentlemen there was a thing that happened called world war Two, and after world war Two, there were there was quite a bit of sex 
and it was unprotected and there were a lot of children and those children they're still children today but it's been 50 years it's been like 70 years it's been 70 years i forget that i'm not in 2000 anymore um but nora always says she's like baby boomers were not the generation that were conceived by the um you know it's 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 bigger than that it's they're not just the generation that was literally conceived by people coming home from war they are like that whole you know that that was that was a whole generation itself right that was a whole 10 years itself of like the uh, 1940 late 40s to the to through the 50s and 60s and part of the 60s um okay so that but anyway continuing on that real quick i will be fast i swear to god um so these these people they're they're fascinated with technology and they don't understand a single bit of it and so what despite having invented it all despite having invented it all it's bizarre how only a subset understand it like you know the majority does not understand it and i think it's we we could talk about that on another podcast but my theory is that just the the subset who invented it all wasn't very good at explaining it all Mm-hmm. I'm. I my vote would be sort of towards the general anti-intellectualism and like yeah, the idea yeah. that like oh, yeah. newfangled shit, not understanding newfangled shit makes me more hard more hardcore. Exactly, is a, big, exactly. a big thing. But anyways, exactly. let's not digress. Yeah, I don't want to digress too much. But but anyway, so we come to the year two thousand nine, um, and I I want to Google this really quickly because basically you you had the news media start to be aware of bitcoin after silk road goes on go, goes kaput right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and so fuck I, I wish i had searched this up earlier i'm sorry so there was a because my memory is pretty decent when it comes to old person news <laughs> um first can i search for bitcoin first coverage I, I remember a 60 Minutes episode very distinctly. That was pretty late in the game compared to no, when no, no, we started no. hearing about it. On... I swear to God, it was early. Um, I mean, not early, but, you know, er- early for the rest of the world, I thought. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Any, anyway, so they were covering a guy mining Bitcoin outside of Seattle. He had spent several million dollars building a data center. Mm-hmm. I'm really curious what happened to him. Um, I mean, he's probably doing well, you know, I mean, that's the thing is like, I don't want to deny that, like, if you were an early, if you were an early believer, and you're, you know, willing to cash out, you, you know, you yeah. stand to cash well, out some serious money. If he's smart, he sold the facility to Google, Microsoft, or Amazon. Right, right. But, um, which I feel like he probably did. He seemed like a smart guy. Hmm. Any, but anyway, I, what I'm saying is like, um, so the, the earliest coverage I saw of it when I was a teenager uh, was on 60 minutes on national news, never actually until late. Uh, It was on, it was on magazine pieces, right? TV magazine pieces. Mm -hmm. And they were like, look at this fantastical thing and look at all the computer power it takes and look at how much money's being made. Mm -hmm. And they couldn't really explain anything beyond that. Because mm-hmm. that's kind of that's what that generation eats up, right? I'm an old because I am super lame. I watch 60 Minutes, which is what because my parents watched a lot. And my parents are both boomers, much to my <laughs> mom's chagrin. <laughs> She's very close, folks. 
<laughs> she was born <laughs> one year later. She would have been Gen X. We will, we'll, we'll. I mean, you know, we're not Gen X, but we'll still take her. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I sometimes I'm like, Mom, do you really want to be Gen? Anyway, she can be the oldest millennial. Yeah, there we go. You can tell <laughs> your mom that. Yeah, I'll tell her. <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, you know what? I'm I'm gonna try to get her on. Total digression here. I'm gonna try to get her on for an episode about school construction. Okay. She is she is the principal of a brand new elementary school right now, and we've oh, been wow. talking the last three weeks about how incredibly badly built it is. Damn, that's sad. Yeah. Um, but I digress. Um. So 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 anyway, it's it's been driven by the news, right? It's been heavily driven by the news. Um, Colin, are you still there? I am. Yeah. Okay, good, good. You just muted yourself. Okay. Um, okay. So anyway, it's heavily driven by the news, and the news doesn't understand it one bit, even though it's mm. not that hard to understand because they don't care to understand it. It's not that important to understand what it is, well, as there's... long as it's phenomenal to talk. Right, about. right. There is there is a level of like this intentional crypto mystic uh well yes. techno techno mystic obfuscation exactly um where you know i don't think it, there, there is a level where like the i wonder who understands how much you know well I feel yeah like i've got a pretty good grasp of it um you know just by being familiar with peer-to-peer stuff being familiar right, right. with blockchain stuff i'll uh, say i don't have as good of a grasp as you but i i get i get the gist and I understand why I shouldn't buy it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, well, so so we we were talking. Oh damn, we were talking about. Um, oh damn, what happened? Nothing. nothing. <laughs> um, um, well, I mean, I'm talking about press coverage. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind kind of a a brief, quick history. You know, the 60 minutes episode that just oversimplified the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, they haven't honestly improved much since then. I I don't remember the last couple, but I know there was one in 2019, 2018, I think one in 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't, nobody, no, no news media does a good job of explaining it. Maybe, maybe some online journalism does, but no TV news does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And obviously that's part of the problem, right? The crit, I love it. It starts with crypto, right? It's so mysterious. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But the truth is, it's just like if you separate the like, well, this is the serial number for a currency. That's it. People buy into that currency based on the serial number, you know, that makes it unique. You separate that from the like, ooh, how the serial number is generated in this cryptographic blockchain. It's like none of that really matters, right? Right. I could come up with a, I could come up with a nuclear fusion powered random number generator, um, and it would be the same level of techno mystical to, uh, you know, well that doesn't really matter. <laughs> it doesn't really exactly. matter how exactly. incredible the technology you're, yeah. that that that's making it up is, because at the end of the day, it's you're just writing a serial number. That's if all you, it is. It's just if you a, ran, if you ran a survey of like, do you understand crypto on a scale of one to ten? Do you understand nuclear fusion power on a scale of one to ten? <laughs> Your results would be almost identical. <laughs> I mean, and it's it's right. it's mind-boggling because it's like one of those is really complicated and one right. of them is absolutely not complicated. Right, right. Well, I mean, crypto. Then that's the thing is like crypto cryptography. You know, the field of the field of crypto graphics. You know, it's like that's complicated shit. That's complicated yeah. math. 
Do you, I mean, do you want to talk about that briefly? I mean, you know, I don't think so. We can just say go watch, <laughs> go watch a beautiful mind, right? Go read right, Cryptonomicon, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Um, it's just complicated math, yeah. but that's the whole thing. Is like this this complicated computer math is really just being used to like come up with an arbitrary serial number. Yeah, and I, beyond yeah. that point, the you know the technical crypto aspect of it. I guess there is also the idea that like people are just making these they're just making money with their computers what what and it's like no not really they're they're writing serial numbers in this into this system yeah. with their i mean i can we can boil it down even simpler than that because like let's think about it right there was there was a scientific project at one point um where where you could uh you could sign your computer up to, to oh, folding be, at home folding, yes, at home. folding at home which mm-hmm. which the organization i work with brutally crushed into bone dust i'm just kidding folding at home is still around for for anybody who wants to do like a giant calculation and can't get in touch with one of our numerous national labs with a supercomputer right right i think it's sorry i should probably check that first it's folding at home still around well, they, they had one that was being used for SETI as well, right? They right. Had one that was being yeah. used to cure cancer. There was a couple, like, yeah, yeah it was early, like, peer-to-peer, like, ooh. Right now they're using it the for power, Is this the power of the internet? You know, from the early 2000s when we were still kind of yeah. trying to figure that out. Definitely a holdover from yeah. that. I, I think the reason it exists, as even though we have <clears> numerous supercomputers in this country, is because it... Um, it's uh it can be used for one thing and one thing only mm. and it's kind of voted on by the people hmm. okay. so so that's that's what folding at home is um if you if you if you have a good idea um and uh you want to go get a graduate degree um one of our numerous national labs will happily take you wasn't it originally named that for simulating protein folding? Is that right? Yeah, exactly. I, rem- I remember that back in the day when it first started. I don't know what it is, but it sounded cool. Yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah, I mean, and, and it's it's cool stuff, and it's not like super hard to grasp if you understand, yeah. like, hey, computer networks. You know, a distributed group of computers can can share their resources, can share their logs. Of, yeah. You know, can can uh, keep each other redundant in a lot of ways yeah. so and what we're saying the great power yeah exactly and what we're saying is like this is this is really no different i mean it's it's the same thing but the users get paid instead mm. of donating your processing time and power um you, you get paid to use it and you're getting paid out of the fund that people have paid know cash to own bitcoin like there's no you know you're not magically writing this coin that's worth something on its own it's like no at the moment that you've coined a new piece of bitcoin you know currency that you own you just all you've done is split up the pool of other you know u.s and national other national currencies that have been invested in it exactly Um, you know take a little portion of that for yourself um so yeah it's um Yeah, I mean, how do how do we convince you that it's not a smart investment? I mean, you know, the the thing, yeah, the thing to in, me, in like really simple terms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's 
Yeah. Well, oh, oh, I think that so so there's there's a there's a thing there's a there's a thing I think we didn't touch on right, which is in talking about the stock market and the, you know people people really don't understand. There's a lot of people don't understand about the stock market, and so that makes it a shorter leap to like, well, I don't understand anything about Bitcoin, but I don't understand about anything about the stock market anyway. So like exactly, that's just like exactly. And the reason you know one of the one of the um, one of the things that really feeds into that is. And I don't know if this is a U.S. thing or if this is just a human thing. I, you know, I guess that it's a human thing. Well, I wouldn't really fault anyone for it. But we just we love a we love a windfall. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. You cannot. I mean, look at the lotto. Exactly. Exactly. And and I would like to think that was capitalist, right? I, I would like to think that if we got rid of capitalism, that people would lose their compulsive need to fantasize about like oh what if <laughs> you know what if i just got a huge amount of resources that i hadn't really deserved to work for you know yeah. um but that's a fantasy that that in our system in our lifetimes we're not going to separate people from like thinking about what you do with your lottery winnings you know raising your eyebrows at some new you know stock that skyrocketed and made somebody a millionaire those those are parts of the american experience right, right. and so that's a big part of bitcoin is that it's, it's just yet another one of those stories and so for the people who bought on you know after elon musk but before the big news hit like they legitimately did make you know millions of dollars because people essentially donated millions of dollars into a system of which they were the primary stockholders, right? I mean, that's, um, so assuming that you didn't get, you know, your, your, you didn't get devalued in the Mt. Gox or one of the other, you know, uh, hacks or takeovers or losses of control, then, you know, you, you do, you did stand to make a lot of money. And that's yeah. just total, that's just total catnip. Like you're just not going to be able to, you know, you just it's, just, it's just a thing about people in our, you know, in our nation, in our generation. You cannot look them in the eyes and be like, hey, man, volatility like that is bad. You know, seeing a stock shoot up like that, that's not what you want. Like, that's not that doesn't indicate a wise investment. That doesn't indicate something that you should be jealous of. That indicates something that's going to fall just as fast and be completely unreliable. And like, you know that's not that's not a success story there like that's a that's just a yeah it's almost definitely graft that sounds too good to be true probably is you know yeah exactly um i mean you got to put it in context right because it's like we're i was telling my brother about this or, or i was telling my brother this earlier i'm like the same the same people who are like into bitcoin they're into buying one stock right for like a few stocks Oh, you're talking about retail, retail traders, retail investors. Yeah, like, like, well, re retail traders and investors. That makes it sound too professional. Now, come on. Well, I actually just learned that term because I was, I had been for a long time. That had been a phenomenon that really frustrated me, and it wasn't until the GameStop debacle that I learned the term retail traders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it is pretty derogatory. <laughs> it's, it's, it's meant to be. It's meant to be derogatory amongst like. You know, people who talk about people who talk about stock stuff because it's like, yeah, this is this is silly. This is people who think there's people who literally think, oh, I heard that that new Marvel movie is coming out. Uh, let me invest a thousand dollars in Marvel. And it's like, whoa, buddy, like, first off, a thousand dollars, you know, 
nothing of an investment in one company. And by the time you've heard it, like the effects have already happened. And there's all these reasons that retail yeah. investment is sort of like, ooh, silly and sad. I don't know, man. And it's exactly. like, exactly. I don't want to just like, I don't want to just like be authoritarian and like, total trust to the banks about like, you know, your stockbroker, your investment, the person running your investment account, it's going to know way, you know, but the truth is they're just going to keep that invested in like safe, flat stuff that, you know, is going to trend in a certain way forever. Right. Well, um, yeah, 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 exactly. And it's like, it's like the set, you know, pe people look at gambling and they're like, gambling is sad. Mm -hmm. And they're like, and it's like, well, g gambling's sad, but, Gambling is no more sad than the person who bet their, you know, $10,000 of Tesla stock that Tesla was going to do good and don't plan to pull that money out until 2040. Like, that's no more, that's no less sad than the guy who bet, uh, uh, that who bet five thousand dollars that the bears will win tonight right right well because yeah it's like i mean being in one company like that for such for, for such a significant amount is just like man yeah that's that's not that's not wise investing even if you yeah. even if even if tesla has repaid your faith in them um that's just not wise investing to no. have all your money it's, in one company like that it's absolutely not but it makes them forget right when they win a bunch of money Mm -hmm. it makes them forget it's the same thing with the gambler right when the gambler mm -hmm. wins they forget that it the pain mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's it's like well folks this is why in this country we have more personal debt than any other country on the planet by seven exponents mm, goodness wow i mean it's you know that and that's that's the well thing. that's like, how much of that is college debt and medical like debt that just shouldn't exist right <laughs> that's that's true i can't filter that out unfortunately but but yeah a large part of that is probably that but that that debt having quote-unquote legitimate debt just encourages people to go get quote-unquote non-legitimate debt right mm -hmm. they go and they go and rack the credit cards up they go you know, they go buy something they shouldn't have. They get a they get a car loan for a car they don't need. Mm -hmm. You know, it's 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 weird how we promote that in this country. It's it's no wonder that we have more debt than any country on the planet to our government because we have more debt than any country on the planet uh, to our people. Yeah, and I mean, I think that, that what that speaks to is that you know we live we live in a financial la la land. We, mm -hmm. we live in a we live in a place where you know the the real resources and what has real value is just so divorced from you know the beans that we count <laughs> and like what makes those go up and down um that yeah we've we've just totally lost any north star of like <clears throat> of like a you know, sustainable financial existence. And, and yes. that's, that, that leaves the door wide open for shit like Bitcoin to happen where, you know, and it's like, what, what was, what was going on with Bernie Madoff, right? Like what, what may, I mean, people, you know, supposedly he's, smart he's people just selling a Bitcoin, right? I mean, <laughs> supposedly smart people with suppose, you know, who were supposedly wise investors up to that point, lost a lot of money going after that guy. And, and it was, Oh, this huge, you know, this huge 
heartbreaking scandal when like they finally came down on him and like how is this you know how is this different this is, I mean, it's a bigger i feel like there's a bigger dollar amount attached to it but like you know this is just another thing that like man you know when it when it really you know when it really just comes down and and i mean i feel like this is gonna go one of two ways man. and here's my let's get sci-fi with it right all right all right hit me with it it's gonna go one of two ways either um you know, I, I will eat my words as cryptocurrency becomes, you know, becomes more legitimate with the, you know, basically corporate takeover of the United States and uh, the, the continued crumbling of, of United States, you know, sovereignty in the face of the corporations that that want to tear it apart. Um, and so as, you know, basically as corporations run more and more of the United States and the government gives up more and more sovereignty to corporations, it is likely that if that scenario were to play out, that whatever fucking money they, you know, whatever, whatever script you end up trading in your, in your corporate fascist life is uh, probably going to be some form of cryptocurrency, right? Um, so that's the scenario where, you know, maybe you regret not investing in cryptocurrency because, yeah, we we're living in a dystopia, and too bad you didn't get your, too bad you didn't get your Amazon cookies before Amazon took over the Northwest, you know, seaboard, right? Um, yeah. And I think the the other the other scenario is that you've got your first, you know, you got your first five investors, your first dozen investors, the the people who really are just like sitting on a massive pile of unrealized cash, right? The, the Winklevoss twins, Elon Musk, like the, the big first guys, they're, they're going to, we're going to hit a point, you know, either as those guys get older or as society breaks down one way or the other, right? Um, where they're, they're going to want to divest, right? They're going to want to build, they're, they're going to want to finally build out their bunkers. They're going to want to finally like build their space shuttles, right? They're going to want to finally do whatever, you know, at the end of, you know, as the sun is setting on their fucking empire, they're going to want to, they're going to want to play that money. Right. Um, and that may be what, you know, that may be another 30 years from now. Right. Um, that, that those guys are, are really like starting to, starting to die and making their end game plans. Um, or it may be a lot sooner than that as, as society is uh, crumbling, but either way, it's like, there's going to become a point where the people who are big first investors in Bitcoin are going to have to cash out because they want to, they want to buy things. They want to like reinvest in the end of their lives. Right. right. Um, and whether that looks like a bunker to hide from the zombie apocalypse or just, just, you know, fucking a trust fund <laughs> for their kids. <laughs> um, they're not going to want it in Bitcoin as they become, you know, octogenarians. Exactly. Um, unless I mean, scenario A has happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, um, real quick, as every time you bring up the Winklevi, I have to insult you. <clears> the so. Winklevi. Yeah. yeah. Well, what's it like having guys who are three inches shorter than you make the Olympics? And, uh, mm. You and your brother could tell me about <laughs> it. Um, <laughs> Anyway, um, but yeah, it's, you know, it's, I think it all, just to, just to cap off our debt piece, mm -hmm. um, the United States is, has the second highest number of crypto owners. Now, mm. number one is in the lead by a long shot. It's India Russia. with 100 India. million. Interesting. But you wow. have to remember that that's only 7.3% of their population. 
Hmm. So that's like everybody who lives in Bangalore, New Delhi, and Mumbai. So that's 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 more of the big city tech people. Um, we have 27 million, which is 8.31% of our population. It is not the highest set. Um, but let me tell you this, the, the, the three highest, the three that are higher than us in percentage of population are all places where fucking crypt, um, where fucking ransomware people hide. So it's, uh, la, 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 what is it? Latvia? Russia, <laughs> Ukraine, and Venezuela are all the places that have a higher percentage of, of the population holding Bitcoin than we do. Right. And so it's like, yeah, no wonder they have a higher percentage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's the thing we didn't even get into, right? About, uh, you know, one thing that does increase oh, that's the value. a later episode, baby. Yeah, one thing that does <laughs> increase the value of Bitcoin arbitrarily. You know, well, I mean, although this is not really arbitrarily, uh, it, it's it still is people buying in. But yeah. it's when, you know, it's when ransomware events happen and, yes. and people pay their ransom in Bitcoin. That's essentially an investment in Bitcoin. Yeah. And I might, I might, uh, maybe, maybe I can float this for next episode. Maybe we should make the whole episode about ransomware because that's... it's crypto and crypto. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's, you know, I mean, my mind can keep them both straight, but damn, what a world we live in. <laughs> it's got to <laughs> confuse the, the 70 year old business owner who comes into work and finds that his workforce can't function mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or her. Yeah, and crypt- and that has got to confuse the fuck out of you. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, um, you know, continuing on a theme of uh, what <laughs> phenomenon that shouldn't happen in a just society. It's like, well, you shouldn't be working at seventy. Eh, you should have. Well, yeah. There's a whole other problem, right? Willingly, ten years or more yeah. ago, so, yeah. you know, people, people, you know, and that's and that's for good reason, right? And it's yeah. not to say that people can't be productive at seventy. You should be productive in ways that you want, and <laughs> not sitting in office trying to cope with new technology. New, but I know it's a, I know we're digressing, but the point that needs to be made is there's a there comes a point where it's really hard to learn new things, and it's you true. have to it's learn true. new things to exist in the workforce Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or to lead to be a leader you have to learn new things Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and um but but yeah that's that's that um god damn it what were we talking about um we're talking about investing in bitcoin right so i was gonna draw a quick path to success Mm -hmm. Um, like, like if we, if, if Bitcoin wants to be successful, if they want to be taken seriously by the world, um, what do they have to do? Like right off the bat, they have to stop trying to not be an organization. They have Mm -hmm. to be an organization. They have to be structured. They have Mm -hmm. to have some backing. Mm -hmm. So my path to Bitcoin success, and it might differ from yours, Mm -hmm. um, is you find a small African country that's recognized by the IMF and the world Mm -hmm. bank. And you make Bitcoin their currency and you back it with gold or real estate or property. You have to back it with something tangible and you back it with so much of something that's tangible and you get billionaires to buy in with, with not with real money, but with their tangible assets Mm -hmm. in order to back it. And Mm. that, that I feel like is the only way that it ever stabilizes. But they'll I, never do that. I see now. I have a similar but different idea, like sort okay. of idea, which is 
and I mean, I haven't given this a lot of, I haven't given this a lot of thought. Um, you know, when you say path to legitimacy for Bitcoin, as in BTC, as in the investment stock as it exists now, uh, I'm not even really interested in that. I mean, yeah. you know, I, I, I guess I, okay, I don't I should, know that there is a. Well, I mean, I hold up. I, I, should, I, I should do have spin ideas. it as just any crypto coin. I do have constructive ideas. Yeah. Now, okay. in terms of blockchain cryptocurrency in general, mm-hmm. that that part I agree with, and I think it's as simple as this, man. Which is that, like, I, I mean, really, it would come down less to. <clears throat> What is what is I need to try to try to pick my words because I'm not an economist or currency expert or anything like that. Oh, yeah. I mean, disclaimer, Um, neither of us are. (laughs) But but um, I I feel like having a, a blockchain backing for existing currencies is not the worst place to start in the world which is to say you know and i mean this would be a major the major hurdles to get over would be you know privacy right this would be it would be a major change to go from like there's a dollar in my pocket the serial number like nobody ever associates that serial number with me as it passes through my wallet from one vending machine to another um but that's not the case with bitcoin right with bitcoin whoever had it at any given point is going to be a matter of maybe not public record, but at least a matter of Freedom of Information Act. I don't know, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and and so in that way, like sort of just just starting with our existing. I don't mean this is total fantasy. I know, right? It's made to made to pick apart, but starting with our existing base of U.S. currency, and just you know make a like blockchain link there, right? Where a dollar in U.S. currency has this, you know, has a specific, has a specific cryptographic chain, has a specific serial on the blockchain associated with it, and that still is going to be managed by the by the, um, you know, principles of like blockchain accountability, but it's backed by, you know, it's backed by an actual government. It's backed by that's, I mean, that's that's all there you know really needs to me is because it's not it's not a currency on its own right it's not it's not a financial market on its own it's just a record keeping system right and so when you say how could we make good on cryptocurrency i think just applying it to existing currencies is the place to start right there's no like there's no like uh i mean to me no harm done um in just saying hey you know the u.s the U.S. dollar is backed by blockchain now. You yeah. know, all that means yeah. is that we have a we have a peer-to-peer decentralized log of how this currency is 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 maintained and flowing. You're being and, a little and, too realistic here. <laughs> and that well, it's because it goes because because it goes against this this fantasy of Bitcoin as anti-state you know, decentralization as, as anarchistic yeah, yeah, yeah. decentralization, which to me, you know, yeah, I, I, you know, I don't want to shit on anybody's, you know, anarchist apple pie, but, but hoard your, hoard your, your dried beans and your bullets. That's the, that's the currency you need, right? Because right, right. everything else is the currency is the state. What is a currency outside of the state? It's something to launder, <laughs> something to launder legitimate th- funds through. Um, and, and that's the thing is like, what are we trying to accomplish with it? Yeah, and so to me, it's not even on my wish list or my list of ideals. Like, if you if you if your government's broken, you got to work to fix your government, sure. But you can't just say I'm going to make a currency that doesn't depend on the government because it's like 
That's like saying, I'm gonna make a <laughs> I'm gonna make a constitution that doesn't depend on the government. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah. okay, man, uh, you sure can. Uh, it's not gonna be worth anything. Like that's what a government is. It, it gives value to a shared currency, right? Yeah. Um, at least that's that's my that's my understanding. And I mean, that's yeah, not to yeah. say you shouldn't invest in gold or yen or bullets. It's and just plenty that... of people do invest in gold, and plenty of people do invest in bullets. Looking at you, Bechtel, what's up? <laughs> um, and and it's like, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, Stanford and Harvard's endowments are made up of an extremely large amount of gold. Mm-hmm. and it's like people forget that shit what do the mm-hmm. pros do <laughs> the pros fucking put together a portfolio with fucking Goldman Sachs right right exactly it's it's uh it's pretty it's pretty playbook at this point yeah, right and like the more you know the more money you get the the more options are available to play it aggressively yeah. but but the stuff is it's all playbook at this point you None know if you're stuff. born into a certain amount of money you do a certain thing with it and, yeah. and it's not there's no fucking magic windfalls <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> like, none of this stuff is 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 like complicated or it's doesn't even take that much hard work to be honest with you it's it's all written out it's all purely reachable and and written and 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 uh and learnable and i mean to be to to be clear right we're talking about just taking whatever money you would put in retail investing or in bitcoin and just investing that in like putting that in an investment account yeah but i'm not telling people what to do i'm saying (laughs) here's how you get rich you get born as donald trump your dad gives you a million dollars you walk into midtown manhattan and you buy a property Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there you go. You're set for life. Welcome mm-hmm. to the big time. And that property not only makes you passive income, but it becomes leverage to buying more properties and da da da. You betcha. That million dollars. I mean, that you probably didn't even get a loan to buy that property in 1970, whatever. Definitely not. Unless you paid in cash. Skyscraper. Yeah. So it's like this. This stuff is not. It's not as fantastical and and. And it's like, you know, there's people who hear this from us and they're like, oh, well, they don't get it. They don't know about blah, blah, blah. They don't know about Cheez-It currency. Well, it's like so so many of the people you see on Reddit or whatever talking about investing money, right? They're clearly like tech bros that have disposable income Mm -hmm. because they're talking about, you know, tossing away $1,000, $5,000. Um, and some of these, some of these Dogecoin investments and shit like that, that's clearly so silly. And clearly these guys don't have personal accountants or rich dads. Um, but they got, you know, they got six figure tech jobs and they're like, like that's that's so much. I made 5k today. Right. That's cool. But you won't have another day like that. Right. That's so much of, well, I mean, even, even people on a regular, you know, people in their early 20s, fresh out of school, getting six-figure salaries in the Bay Area and Seattle. Like, that's real, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, and, they're, yeah. and they're kids. They're kids, and their dads weren't rich, and they don't have any financial advising. Yes. And so they, you know, they get caught up in shit like Bitcoin. And it's like, you know, you just want to tell them, yeah, like, you had that $1,000 to just be like, oh, you know, I'll, I'll, check, I'll try it out. Oh, Bitcoin, sure. But, like... You know, you lost that on Bitcoin, and you could have just put it in it, put it into a, an investment account, you know, with Goldman Sachs, with whoever, yeah, um, yeah. you know, something more traditional, something more like playbook, 
and and it would have you'd still have it and it'd still be yeah. growing and it'd be growing at a stable predictable rate but know? that's boring exactly exactly we want the windfall we want to win the lottery exactly and it's it's you know it's i i forget sometimes because i grew up around rich assholes <laughs> because my dad's career path put him in orbit of rich assholes right and i sat in fucking baseball luxury boxes and all that bullshit with these people and at the end of the day it's like that's i mean that that's kind of where it all comes down to my financial common sense comes from my dad meeting these people and seeing these dipshits and it's like it's not that hard it's not complicated there's no windfall there's no magic formula well, the bad news that, you know, that people don't want and that we do need to fix is that it's all about what you're born to. Right? Exactly. Um, if That's you're not what I learned. Born That's the it, key lesson I learned right. from my dad working for Western Ivy League. And, and it's expensive to be poor. Like if your parents yes. don't have any savings, if you if your parents are in debt, like, you know, they're not going to be they're going to struggle to send you to college. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they do send you to college. You end up in debt. And like you still, you know, college isn't some magic moneymaker either. Right. You've got to actually yeah, exactly. leverage. You know, you've, you've got to actually do some <laughs> do some leveraging to turn that into what six figures or whatever you want. Yeah. Um, and um, I mean, now we're really getting into the nuts and bolts. and um well it's uh oh gosh i totally lost my train of thought sorry yeah Um, well i mean let me let me throw it this way you know you're like i'm gonna become a doctor i'm gonna become a lawyer i'm gonna make you know eventually i'm gonna make 150 200k a year mm -hmm. but you're saddled with debt for the first 10 years of your career and by the time that you get out of that debt you already have kids which are another financial drain Mm -hmm. you have a house another financial drain Mm -hmm. And you're so set up to, and, you're set so, up to yeah, never be even, rich. Even even if you do, you know, even if you do drag yourself up. And I mean, I don't want to spill too much. Let me just say I know someone uh, pretty personally who came from working class parents and yeah. became a lawyer. And, um, you know, it, it's yeah, you, you don't just magically get, oh, I want, I got out of law school. I got my first job out of law school. I'm not working class anymore. I made it. I'm rich now. That's not the way it works yeah, at that's all. That's not how it works. That is not how it works. Like you're in six figures of debt for, you know, yeah, 10 or 20 years, depending on what kind of, you know, what kind of work you do. And, um, you know, just the this success, is... the, 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 you know, making, you know, making tons of money is not guaranteed. You've got to yeah. still work for that. You've got to still grind for that. Um, and all the while you're incurring expenses, you're having kids, you're trying to buy a house, whatever. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, gosh, in the financial crash, I remember reading about, um, just a bunch of lawyers that were out of work and they were just like, damn, I'm fucking cleaning houses with a law degree. Yeah, like, exactly. And it's, that sucks. and I'm at an age where I'm watching this in real time. Cause I'm 30. I'm a little younger than Colin. <laughs> um, and and my buddy called me two weeks ago who's a corporate lawyer at a bolt hall which is an extremely renowned law program and corporate law which pays a lot of fucking money his wife's a doctor he's, he's gonna be in an apartment slash condo for the next eight years and it's like that that's probably not how he pictured this working out it's He's having a kid in probably eight months, mm. and his his wife is still in medical school, and it's like, 
there's just no there's no scenario where you're wealthy but then meanwhile if you meanwhile if you are from rich parents and i mean even you don't you don't have to be like your parents don't have to be that rich for like you know half a million dollars in college to for them to just front that for you you exactly exactly um like you know your parents can just freaking own a furniture store (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like your parents can just be like you know richest people in a poor town and like you you know you just you don't have any college debt and from yeah. that like you know everything is just like so and they help you buy a house early on exactly. right yeah. so, you, so you've got property early on and there's nothing that can make up for those things you can't yeah. like you can't catch up with that and um and and yeah i mean i think the reason that these things the reason we talk about these things right is because it's all part of the it's all part of the treadmill it's our yeah. part of what keeps us upset. Yeah. And Bitcoin is one of the carrots. And the yeah. lottery is one of the carrots. And yeah, the general mysticism around the stock, the stock market um, that a lot of people experience can is, one be of a the, carrot. is one of the carrots that like but it's keeps not. us thinking, I could be rich someday. I could be rich someday. And it's like, no, nah, man, I mean, if, if unless you really hit some like inflection point in your life of like you know selling the next great american novel getting the tech job that like you know of your dreams like you know you're gonna be you know you're 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 gonna be in the in the channel you were born in you know yeah. for for most of the for most of the time and you're that's why f- we want to believe in the windfall so much right, right. because is because the alternative the fucking... is to carry debt mm-hmm. and that's I mean, that's what they want, right? They want you to carry mm. debt. That's what drives American Well, I mean, capitalism. The, the alternative is like, you know, realizing that the system we're in is not that much different than fucking feudalism, right? Right, that Like, right. hey, if you're born poor, you, you know, you're probably going to die poor. <laughs> like, that's, and that's, yeah, I wanted, these, to, I wanted these, to say, like, I'm yeah. sorry, everybody, that we're, like, painting this depressing picture, but it's like, if you don't well, like it, why get we out fight. there and it's, do something. It's why, yeah, exactly. It's why we got to fight for justice against capitalism yeah. and the idea yeah. that these motherfuckers are freezing up billions and billions of dollars that people have sweat and blood for, right? And, exactly. and what is it? In an Irish bank account, in a Caribbean bank account, you know, in some Bitcoin somewhere, rather than, you know, rather than flowing through our economy. And then what do what are the people, the people who should be fighting for justice, our people, our 30-year-old white boys, right? Um, instead of fighting for justice, we're, we're just, you know, we can't, we can't get enough of, you know, Elon's Bitcoins down our throat fast enough, you know? And exactly. That's what's, that's what's frustrating. And that's why these things are connected. Yeah. Cause it's we like, can't, we can't go buy enough Tesla stock. We can't go buy enough Bitcoin. We can't go buy enough Dogecoin or Ethereum. Mm-hmm. We, and it's all just like donating. It's yeah. all just like donating to the rich directly. Yeah. My, um, my like, dad wow. used to say something that, uh, that fit in really well. That's a, that's, it's, it's a stolen quote from someone else um, that we modified together. Um, you know, we, what was it? Mark said, religion is the opiate of the people. Was it Mark? I don't think it was Mark, but was religion Mark? is the opiate of the mass. Oh, Mark's Mark. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was Mark. It was Karl Marx who said that. And, and so my dad used to say this, and I think he took it from someone else's sports are the opiate of the masses. <laughs> I believe that. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's like, and the 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 new opiate is, you know, cryptocurrency, stock, you know, fantastical stocks, anything to make you feel good, 
You know, it's just it's just there to make you feel good in the moment when you mm-hmm. get that quick return. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and that's that's like what America thrives on, right? It's like you get that you get the heroin dose, the instant gratification. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and that's you know that's another thing that's like sort of relates to our whole national economic philosophy is. Yeah, this idea of like, yeah, quarterly returns, quarterly right. returns. Like, what is a quarterly man? Quarterly profit? <laughs> that term shouldn't even exist. Like, if you're not looking at your, if you're running a company and you're looking at things, I mean, all right. Like, there's a what time. What am I gonna do in there's a time. three months? There's a time and a place. All right. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to go too hyperbolic here. You do have to have a three month plan. Right. Right. But the idea that you're looking for quarterly, you know, quarterly returns rather than like a bigger picture is like. You know, it's it's uh, indicative of just like how yeah how short term instant gratification our whole system is built is built to be at this point. Yeah, exactly. And that's <laughs> that's where we are. Um, we're at an hour and twelve. I feel like we could probably start to wrap it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's probably wise. Got to leave yeah. it for the shows. But I wish I had had more a little more structured notes ready, but I, I know I'm sorry. It's no, I'm no, no, not, it's not your fault. I got it. I got But, but I mean, basically I think we got to the gist of it. It's, yeah, it's instant yeah. gratification. Americans love instant gratification. Most of Western capitalism um, and it's... even Eastern capitalism looking at you, China loves instant gratification. It's financial market mysticism with a big twist of techno mysticism. And the result is you get big bucks. Mm-hmm. And what's actually happening, you're donating money directly to the rich. Like, just literally. <laughs> it's like a shared bank account. You donate money in, it increases the amount that they can withdraw. <laughs> like, yeah. when, like, wow, when this okay. all finally, you know, gets, obliter- gets obliterated mm-hmm. in the giant titanium fan of life, um, there's going to be some enterprising journalist who tracks down, like, from 2009 to the end where did the what wealth went in what wealth came out and ladies and gentlemen i don't think i'm spoiling anything for you by saying it's going to end up in the bank accounts of top two to three percent of the world yeah yeah i mean it's just yeah it's it's there there it's a way for them to collect that this isn't some conspiracy theory you know it's just literally the way that it works it's like i invest fifty thousand dollars you come in and invest five hundred dollars now i've got fifty thousand five hundred dollars that i can (laughs) withdraw like that's just literally how it works but you know y'all y'all go off (laughs) i mean let's like really boil it down for you like let's say it's 20 whatever and Bitcoin is on the the drop, but you don't know when to pull out. How are you supposed to keep an eye on things, research, find out when to pull your money out when you work a full-time job five days a week? It's the billionaire who's going to have his money out first. He's got a room full of fucking analysts. Mm-hmm. And if it's if it's dropping, it's probably it's probably a drop that he started by making a withdrawal for exactly. his yacht anyway. You know? Probably already saw it. He probably of... he yeah he probably didn't need to have his analyst tell him about it because he's the one who caused. It. Yeah, and even if he's not the one who caused it, his aunt, his room full of analysts will have attributed the exact date to when it would drop right. months in advance. Right. So it's like you know it's 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 sad that people fall for this at the end mm-hmm. of the day, right? At the end of the episode. It is sad that people don't see the big picture. They don't see that they are that it's a rigged game. 
and they let themselves get taken advantage. Yeah, and and you know it's yet another yet another instance in the in the U.S. of of money just you know just being burnt you know essentially being burnt by going right, you know, yeah. just going more of it going into the pockets of the rich. It's gone now. You know, it's uh, if you don't have it, you can't donate it to any sort of social good. You can't put food in anybody's mouth. It's just it's just locked out of the economy now because he gave it to a rich person. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The unfortunate you know, reality. And we, you know, we can't, we can't, sadly, we can't find enough ways to do that. So that is true. <laughs> so that's, uh, you know, these were supposed to be like happy episodes in between oh, sad shit. episodes. But, uh... Oh, man. I did not get those notes, dude. I... Neither did I, keep, apparently. <laughs> keep it light. Okay. All right. Yeah. Next no, time. that, uh, next time we'll, we'll try to just talk about, uh, um, you know, I don't know if there's anybody. You know, dude, currency. Light. You can't. You can't make currency can't not make depressing. Light. Yeah. We can't make capitalism yeah. not depressing. Come on. That that was a fantastical idea I had, but it's like at the end of the day, it's like I'm sorry. There's there's no way we can really make anything on this podcast. Like it's darkly humorous. It is. We can, get, I, we can try to get there. Yeah, we can get there. We didn't talk about the guy who proposed to his girlfriend with an FT, but you know. Oh yeah, we'll have to talk about that next time. Next time we can talk about either uh, we got a few choices, right? We can talk about ethics, or we can talk about. Um, fuck well, we didn't even touch on NFTs at all. We didn't talk about yeah, NFTs we, we at really all. We just really talk about the crypto. Yeah. yeah, we'll have to talk about NFTs next time. All right, all right, cool. Yeah, all right, good talk, man. Thanks for uh, thanks for inviting me. Absolutely, thanks for joining up, and uh, we'll try to keep this one going um, either weekly or uh, after a regular episode. I have a lot of things that I can say about hating crypto. Exactly, exactly. We could keep this going for very long, and when we run out, um, we can talk about uh, uh, we can talk about Robinhood. Oh yeah, well that's. I feel like that's a little. That's a that's a small detour. That's more on the retail trading. You know, Robinhood. Yeah, yeah. Robinhood was all about empowering retail trading, which is like, yeah, just another form of graft because they're letting these people throw their money away. Yeah, exactly. Anyways, anyways, let's not get. Yeah, we won't get too too. We're we're we're, on, we're out. We're done. All right, all right. Yeah. Um. Thank you, Colin. Thanks. And we will see you folks next time.